Hey everyone, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective on Nintendo Power magazine. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always is my Canadian co-pilot, Mike. Hey everybody. Yeah, we're back. I missed the last one, and I heard you managed to get our old co-host back for, for one last one last ride. Yep. One more yeehaw. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> uh, it was a it was a trip down memory lane. I, I listened to the first few minutes of each uh, before I posted them. They haven't aired yet, as of recording tonight. So it it was immediately divulged into the Reddit, uh, deep Reddit <laughs> topics at that point. So what's been going on, man? What's been happening? What's new in your life? Uh, just uh, just trying to focus on. Gaining my driver's license because mm-hmm. I've been used to busing and biking all over the city, but it's finally gotten a little too big, and all the ladies mm-hmm. that I'm meeting on OKCupid are just way too far away now. Yeah, and they expect someone that's what? How old are you? Thirty-eight? To have a driver's license? <laughs> I didn't need it before, and uh, kind of just never had the confidence to try. I see. All right. Well, I still don't have. I'm back in the house. Uh, update on the house, by the way. I'm no longer in my parents' garage. I'm back in our house, uh, but uh, we don't have a kitchen sink or a dishwasher installed. So it's been real fun having meals on paper plates and uh, plastic cups. I walk around with like red solo cups all the time, like I'm in a frat 24-7. <laughs> You're the one guy in the frat that's like either the last one to go to sleep or the first one to wake up. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, should we dig in here? Uh, before we get into it, want to let everyone know about how they can find more about our show. If you want to find more episodes, you can go to playingwithpowerpodcast.com. And if you want to uh, interact with us, we are mostly present on facebook.com slash playingwithpowerpodcast. Um, we also have a Twitter account and YouTube account, which you can find on our website. And then, of course, if you want to support the show, help us help donate to pay for hosting fees, you can go to patreon.com slash playingwithpower. And we'll save our other plugs for the end. Let's dig into it now, though. We're looking at volume 86 from July of 1996. So this month and the last month have really just been, uh, I'll, I'll call them ball ticklers, because uh, there's really no substance in the in either one of these issues, they're really just, you know, waiting for the Nintendo 64 to launch at this point. So they just had tons of previews, you know, dripping through these of, of kind of what you're going to see uh, in the Are Nintendo you 64. It, it tells us what? right on the cover that we're going to get in depth with Iron Man and and Exo Manowar, whoever that is. Yeah, and then don't forget Bass Masters Classic Pro Edition. Yeah, so we, you know we we got remember a pair that one, of, everybody. Uh, remember both yeah, of these games? Yeah, those were hit games that everyone remembers and, and they're beloved, right? Uh, <laughs> the, the, this this cover is so fucking terrifying. Look at Kirby right off the bat in the corner. This is just the, this is a really really phoned in cover. It's just let's take every image CGI image of our characters and just lump them together on the same cover. Well, it's all previous clip art. Yeah. Obviously. It's except Kirby. Kirby looks like the only original piece of artwork and I really wish he wasn't. Like, the, the, this <laughs> fucker, he has eyes. 
<laughs> Every time you see Kirby, he's always just got like those like he his eyes are just two irises. Mm-hmm. Look here he has actual eyes, like he has whites in his eyes. I guess it didn't didn't occur to me that that was odd. Are they normally just black or just yeah. white? White black? Always, it was always just it was always black. Oh well he has whites in his eyes now for some reason. Yeah, and it looks like he's got blush in his cheeks too. Either that or someone like a, he had a fight with a cat that like slashed his his cheeks because the, like the cat three red lines. Back, of, <laughs> the cat fought back just before he inhaled him. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, pussy, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sorry, we got dude. Diddy on the uh, on the cover again, rocking the fur sleeves. Yeah, those are those are creepy. Once you notice them, you can't unsee them. That's the problem with those CGI'd. They've got pilot wings hanging out in the corner. I think that's the first time we've seen that particular clip art. And then we have a random, I don't know if that's a Tetris block. It's just like an angry angry brick flying down from the corner of the sky. <laughs> that is not CGI. It's illustrated. Yeah, he's kind of like a really angry thwomp, but without the spikes. Yeah, I don't know where that comes into play. So, anyways, let's dig in. Uh, moving on in, we've got, I think we've seen this before. This is the... Uh, ransom note? Yeah, it's like a redacted uh, classified information. Oh, they didn't do it right then because they cut out pieces of it rather than yes. black over it. All right, one of these. Moving on to the table of contents, they have a big spread here with Pilot Wings 64 uh, as the cover game basically here. And then they're telling us about E3 coverage and the aforementioned. Uh, Bassmasters Classic Pro Edition, Super Mario RPG Challenge, whatever that is, Iron Man slash XO Man of War in Heavy Metal, Brainies, and let's see, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, something called Great Plays, Great Values. You know, that's they're digging into some classic games in that section. <laughs> There's a section called Beat the Boss. There's Kirby Superstar. These are previews, by the way. Kirby Superstar, Tetris Attack, Waterworld. And Dragon Hoppin, Hopper, not ne- to be confused with uh, Dennis Hopper <laughs> from Waterworld. Ne- next time I tell somebody I'm going to be taking a masturbation break, I'm going to be telling them I'm going to go beat the boss. <laughs> okay. I like that. All Who right. also happens to be a monkey. Or a bishop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I always, when I uh, have to go take a shit, I say I have to go clear my cache. <laughs> web developers joke anyways <laughs> you gotta you gotta do a data dump yes you gotta go download <laughs> all right uh let's take no, the players you mean, you, you mean you gotta go brown load there you go uh enough shit jokes <clears throat> who are we kidding there's never enough shit jokes never enough all right uh look at what's the first one here from andrew fracicelli via the internet. Brain, brain, where's the brain? Today in ecology class, our teacher was showing us a cross-section of a worm. Pretty gross stuff if you ask me, but hey, that's ecology. I see that big part where Earthworm Jim's neck should be. You know, that sort of bulge. Then I see that the brain, the hearts, and everything are on the other end of the body. All the nerve cells end at the bulge. In other words, the end with Jim's head is completely without feeling. 
someone could chop it off and he wouldn't even notice. Personally, I don't care, but the guys at Shiny should do a bit of research the next time uh, on the next animal they make a game after. I know, Jim mutated, but switching around his entire internal anatomy is a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like the people that get that get all pissed off about the new uh, Thundercats cartoon. Well, that that uh, does look fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm not saying it looks good. It's like, like, so, it's like this doesn't just honor like, the original, the original let, content. Let's get the You're guy doing who did, a disservice to the art. Let's get the guy who draws Steven Universe, hit him in the head with a hammer, and then tell him to do Thundercats. <laughs> so they respond to Andrew here. They say, "Deucedly, uh, is that what they say? Deucedly clever of of you to <laughs> figure this out, Andrew." But aren't you overlooking the bioengineering capabilities of Jim's super spacesuit? Not only does it rearrange his innards like so much patio furniture, but it gives him Elvis-like sex appeal for wooing and winning Princess What's-Her-Name. We're certainly glad that Jim has devoted his amazing powers to niceness and honor instead of rottenness and cheating at tiddlywinks. It was odd, oddest, one of the oddest responses I've seen from them. Yeah, and if we can get back to the... Uh the, the, the dismal affair of animation for 2019. We got shitty Thundercats. I saw the, the new artwork for Scooby-Doo, which looks like it was done between Seth MacFarlane and the guys that did that new George of the Jungle cartoon. Mm. Which I'd... looks fucking terrible because there was, a, there was a Scooby-Doo cartoon done recently, and it looked great. I can't say mm. I watched every or really any episode, but every time I saw it on TV, the animation looked great. Well, and now it doesn't. Well, there's that new uh, Matt Groening uh, cartoon coming out. Oh, on Netflix. I think so. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, it's like a fantasy type show. Oh, Disenchanted or something. That's it. That's the one. That's Matt Groening, and you know the last thing he did was Futurama, and that, uh, you know that that was that was okay. It uh, it it parted the course for entertainment. It wasn't fucking brilliant or anything. I, oh, wait, well, it was. <laughs> I don't know. It was all right. Not like loud about it or anything. <laughs> oh, my God. And then the um, and then the new Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. which looks like like if the guy that did Samurai Jack took PCP. <laughs> it looks so fucking terrible. All of the turtles look like they're made of boxes. Oh yeah, and Leonardo isn't even the leader of the group anymore. He's like the, he's like the the cool second in command. Oh, interesting. It, they oh. all look fucking terrible, and Splinter looks like he's got every every disease a rat has. The only like uh, cartoon I've really kept up with is the new uh, Voltron. Oh, you know amazing. I saw, and then I saw the Castlevania series when that came out. The uh, the, Nickelo- the Nickelodeon CGI Ninja Turtles series I would recommend because they mm-hmm. did an amazing that that series was fantastic like it had like lots of silly moments but for being a a Nickelodeon cartoon it had great serious moments like when Splinter actually gets killed by Shredder wow and it is it is not just like a quick stab it is a, a brutal beating and then a stab and then tosses him off a roof. And again, this is a kid's cartoon, but they handled everything amazingly. And the uh, the series 
ends about a season later with the turtles like periodically throughout the series the turtles get to meet the 87 turtles no right you told me about that yeah when they show up in their world they're cartoons but when the turtles come to our world they're they're cgi they're 3d but they still look the same and krang krang gets explained beautifully but the series ends with shredder and krang leaving the 87 world coming to coming to this the cgi world Hmm. And they try to recruit their Rocksteady and Bebop. Hmm. And the Rocksteady and Bebop in the CGI world, they're not the same bumbling shitheads mm-hmm. from the cartoon version. Like, they are so capable that mm-hmm. even when Shredder tries to uh, beat them up, they they mop up the floor with them. Wow. And they're just like, what the hell's with these guys? I mean, they are Rocksteady and Bebop, but they're not idiots. All right. So, Why don't you tell us about what Brian Ross from Brampton... Ontario has to say. Anyway, check it out. It's a good show. It was a good show. It lasted five years. Right okay, check out the layout. I have purchased several issues of Nintendo Power on the newsstand, and I'm writing a comment on the new layout. I am glad that Nintendo Power has chosen to move on to something new. I just can't see reviews of up-to-the-minute technology, such as the N64 in a magazine that has hardly changed at all in its history. The expanded player's choice, player's pulse is an excellent choice. I've noticed that the letters either make people happy or get them all worked up, and that gets everyone involved. Okay. <clears throat> so Vivian Kim, via something called the internet, says, Cool, awesome letter. My favorite part of your magazine is actually your player's pulse. It is interesting to read the opinions, comments, and ideas that gamers everywhere are inputting. Your readers don't sound like a bunch of video game playing kids saying everything is cool or awesome, but uh, like a bunch of video game playing kids who are serious about what's going on in the entertainment world. And keeping up the Canadian content, David Roberts from Portage La Prairie, Manitoba, says, and power up pulse. I think you should expand the player's pulse section because I love reading all the letters people send in. Fuck, three pages is enough. I also like looking at the envelope art. That <laughs> I can get behind because we've already got some kick-ass envelope art on this page. We have a beautiful tiger saying, grrr, it, play it loud. Is he winking at me? He's kind of no. starting to wink at me, I think. With Both eyes are eye. open. Both eyes are open. I think it's just okay. like a, a three-quarter profile. All right. And then at the bottom, we have some fantastic Earthworm Jim, but the artwork is perfectly on point, except Jim seems a little more purple than pink. But he's got baby Mario tied and gagged on a fish hook with a lock <laughs> tied with a lock on him and a gag on his mouth. And he says, and he's holding a gun to the kid's head, <laughs> his blaster. And he says, somebody had to do it. This kid was driving me crazy. <laughs> Which is, I, I gotta say, it's perfect. This is just amazing. Do you want to do the rest of the art where we're on it? Sure. On the next page, we've got Mega Man and Zero blowing... Mega Man shooting Proto Man point fucking blank in the head. Like, just execution-style murder. Like parts and parts and scrap are exploding from what's left of his head, and blood is smeared against the wall. <laughs> I it's don't pretty graphic than the print. I, that they, I mean, that they put it in 
the magazine is yeah. astounding, but the artwork is just too pristine to ignore. This looks fantastic. This is like absolute gruesome comic book level art. And then, not to be outdone, we've got some beautiful like watercolor shading with Yoshi and baby Mario, who hopefully he's sitting in paint and not a pile of his own piss. <laughs> and Yoshi is looking straight as fuck, just leaning up against a pipe with his legs crossed. And he's not... It's so weird to see Yoshi not, not standing from the side. Mm-hmm. Like, he's actually standing up fully, like, standing Upright. up. Yeah, on his hind yeah, legs. Fully. Yeah, it's weird to just see his chest like that rather than his side. Mm-hmm. It's odd, but damn, the, this artwork is nothing less than pristine. And then underneath, we've got some excellent pencil crayon style Tales of Fantasia artwork, which looks quite stunning. And then we have a just a simple full envelope profile of Smithy, the sword from Super Mario RPG. And then at the bottom, I mean, son of a bitch, this is like painting level gorgeous of the characters from uh, Killer Instinct, uh, Reptor mm-hmm. and Fulgore. I I don't know. I, thought, I couldn't tell who was on the left. Is As that Reptor? The, I don't remember was red. There was a dinosaur, wasn't there? Yeah, but I don't remember it being red. It looks more like Ripley. <laughs> well, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so this looks like Marvel Comics letter. Like, this is the type of artwork you would expect to see in, like, a modern Marvel comic. Mm-hmm. This is just amazing artwork. It's like so, we're fighting a red dinosaur of some kind. This, this issue is killing it for mm-hmm. the, for the, uh, for oh, the players. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Justin Duchette uh, via CompuServe. <laughs> Remember that? Playing them online blues. Please don't continue the excessive internet and America online coverage. The interviews and profiles of those NOA online jocks are very boring indeed. Be uh, being totally irrelevant irre- to the subject of Nintendo Power. <laughs> if you wanted, if you wanted any validity to your statement, you could have written that in like a letter. <laughs> That's true. The like, irony is not lost on me. That it should have been like you know, old man yells at cloud. <laughs> if he had done it the other way, and Chris Wilhelm <laughs> says. <laughs> That was a good deep cut. That was good. It says, shout it, shout it, shout it out loud. Kudos on the Living in the Loud House article, volume 84, big plus. Okay. Well, that's all he had to say. That's it. (laughs) Uh, David Herman from New York, New York says, Zowie for Zelda. Through the years, one of my favorite series of games has been The Legend of Zelda. I loved A Link to the Past the most. I would like to suggest that Nintendo of America take the first two games that were released on the NES and re-release them on one game pack for the Super NES, as was done with the Super Mario games in Super Mario All-Stars. Secondly, I think a sequel to A Link to the Past for the Super NES might be nice. I would also like to compliment the re-release of A Link to the Past, especially at the low, low price of $34.99. I think this guy's a plant. 
Shigeru Miyamoto is a genius. I will be in anticipation of a new addition to the Zelda series. And they say, thanks for the rave, David. We'll pass it along to Mr. Miyamoto. Yes, you can expect more adventures of Link. Now that Mr. Miyamoto has put the finishing touches on Super Mario 64, he's gearing up for Zelda 64. Ooh, a tease for the first time. Speaking of Zelda, Zonkers for Zeldas. Zonkers, really? I have been loyal to the Nintendo name for seven years, and until now I've had only one problem. I couldn't get The Legend of Zelda linked to the past last year when I got my Super NES because they weren't making the game anymore. Then in my latest issue of Nintendo Power, Volume 84, a glimmer of light erupted from the pages. There in Packwatch, I saw that the game I've been hunting for is being re-released. Praises to Nintendo, for they hath not forsaken me. <laughs> good, okay. Good, good job, Brian Lowe, via the internet. Good job. John Demma, uh, from Brewertown, New York, uh, says, Lion Driver. I really like the way you occasionally review a classic, as in Nintendo's re-release of Super Mario Kart and The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. It puts the new games up against an older, enduring classic. I finished Final Fantasy III a few days ago, and I must say I love it. I was hooked. But I also got snagged, and when I did, I took advantage of your power line. It was well organized, and when I called for the second time, I was able to fly to where I was going because I knew which numbers to push. N64 coverage kudos. I've just recently subscribed and I want to say that your N64 coverage has been excellent. And the continuing articles such as Shadows of the Empire are excellent. Of the other two mags that I subscribed to, EGM and Next Generation, you were the only one that knew what Creator was really about. I'm really interested in more info on that game. It sounds great. What game is Creator? I don't know. Probably wasn't made. <laughs> oh boy Trevor McCauley from Westminster, Maryland is in for disappointment Trevor <laughs> okay so we had the power charts again for the Super NES top games number 5 Final Fantasy 3 number 4 Chrono Trigger number 3 The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past number 2 Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest number 1 Super Mario RPG Mike tell us what's most wanted Shadows of the Empire, N64 for number 5. Killer Instinct, N64 for number 4. Number 3, Cruising, Cruising yeah, USA yeah. for N64. Followed by Super Mario RPG and finally the Nintendo 64 itself. Alright, Game Boy. At uh, number 5, we have Metroid 2, The Return of Samus. Number 4, Donkey Kong. Number 3, Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Toys. Co- toys. Number two, Donkey Kong Land. Number one, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. The top five TV-based games, Animaniacs. And number five, number four, Star Trek Starfleet Academy. Number three, Looney Tunes B-Ball. God, that's a stretch. Number two, <laughs> Scooby-Doo Mystery by acclaiming Ah, Real Monsters. Oh, number that's, one. That's a bad, bad choices. Star Trek Starfleet Academy is better than a lot of those things. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Virtual Boy Top 5 <laughs> uh, Number 5 Mario Clash Number 4 Galactic Pinball Number 3 3 Tetris Number 2 Mario's Tennis Number 1 Of course Warrior Land They never give it a top 20 list Because there aren't 20 games I'm surprised there's 5 <laughs> The top hey. 1 game For Virtual Boy <laughs> Hey it's Warrior Land again Look at that <laughs> I should have done that every month That would have been hilarious 
And uh, Dave Rubarski from Clinton, Connecticut says he just keeps going and going. One day I was home playing Nintendo when I got one of my bright ideas. You know, the kind that usually backfire. I looked over at my Rob, robotic operating buddy, and decided to make him mobile. As you can see, I mounted him on an old remote control car. All I need to do is flip the on-off switch on Rob and he can go and he goes about 30 feet. I can even control him using Gyromite, the NES game that works with Rob. I mean, how do you get 30 feet if you're if you're controlling him with a Nintendo game? Like, I don't know. Do you have an extension for your... Anyway, I've been working on steering him, but so far I've been unsuccessful. I haven't thought of a name yet. <laughs> so you can make him go in one direction for 30 feet despite... Like, how long is your cable? I don't know. Did Rob, atta- did Rob attach to the cable, or did he have, like, a little transmitter that you just uh, stick into the port? I'm sure he has had a cable. That went into one of the controller ports. Is that had to be the case? I haven't thought of a name yet. Maybe you guys could name it. I got this crazy idea from your article on Nintendo Times: Ten Years of NES History, in Volume Seventy Eight, in which you had Rob doing different things in history, and they didn't even bother to give a name in any response whatsoever. That's funny. That was from uh, Dave Rubarski from Clinton, Connecticut, and then uh, from Terrence E. Omelon. From Winnipeg, Manitoba. It said, Knox on nominations. I would like to say I love your magazine, but it does need small improvements. For example, I loved your comics. I would automatically flip to them as soon as I got my Nintendo Power. About the 95 Nintendo Power Awards, basically I agree with most of your choices for nominees. But one thing I totally disagree with was the category of best hero slash heroine. You nominated Boogerman instead of somebody from Chrono Trigger like Chrono or Marie. They're Marl. easily... Huh? Marl. Marl, sorry. It's small font. Uh, they're easily cooler than Booger Man. Other than that, I liked choosing the awards. Brian Ellis. From Inglewood, California. Ancient Arena. I think Arena looked better the way it was done before, like in Volume 76. Here, here. That's fucking all. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Gary Baxter from North Judson, Indiana. I'm supposed to South Judson? Meet North Judson. <laughs> it's Pence. It's Mike. <laughs> he bans abortions. Um, <laughs> let the games begin. The arena... The only thing I can say is, wow, it looks three times better than the original. The only problem is that I like sports games. So if you could, could you put games like NBA Jam, Term Edition, and Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball in the arena? And they responded and they say, check out this month's arena, Gary, for a home run derby with Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run. Suggestions. This mag kicks butt. I myself am a new new subscriber to Nintendo Power and do not regret my decision to get a subscription. I think that this magazine has come a long way since it first came out. I should know my brother used to have a subscription. I especially like the articles on Games to Come, and I'm looking forward to the release of the N64. I have only had a few minor suggestions. 1. Classified information is great. Since you have something great, expand it. Make it bigger. Number two, I see no need for the arena. Wow. One guy liked it better, one guy likes it now, and the other guy didn't doesn't like it at all. 
I see no need for the arena, a place where people can brag about their high scores. That makes us feel not as good as that makes us us <laughs> that makes us not as good gamers feel somewhat put down. Which brings me to my point: dump the arena. And as someone who wants to learn about games that I like rather than watching other assholes play games that I won't, fuck the fuck the arena. Long live Zach Dubord via the internet. And they responded. Since you're on the net, Zach, check out our new classified information code bank. You can read all about it right here in this issue. As for Arena, it's about as it's about as it's as much about challenging yourself as it is about beating others, and everyone wants to be a better player. Don't you wanna beat yourself off? I mean what? <laughs> Be- oh let's see what he did there. <clears throat> Finally the last letter here for a long section. Matt Kern from Princeton, New Jersey. Or Kun? Mark Kuhn. Kuhn? Kuhn? Mark Kuhn. <laughs> Mart? Is it Mart? Yeah. Mart Kuhn. Uh, mooning over Manila. I like the staples instead of the glue binding. Boo! And I wish that you bring back both the Manila folder background for classified intelligence, classified intelligence, and the comics. And he got the section name wrong, and he's wrong about the staples. He's an idiot. The glue binding's better. Indeed. Because you know why? What, they, what you don't see on the scans is that they actually form pictures on the sides. Um, so for, I think, 97, they have a full picture of Mario that builds out on the spines. And even if they don't have pictures, well, you can actually see what volume they are from looking at the spine of it rather than having to pull it all the way out. So, just my Indeed. All right, next section, we're on to uh, the latest E3 coverage. So they're telling us about um, their experience there. Let's see here. We're talking about the second coming of Mario, talking about Super Mario 64 stealing the show. Uh, They're saying Nintendo 64 launches September 30th across the United States and Canada. And they're showing screenshots from Turok, Wave Race 64, uh, from people playing playing um, these games on the trade show floor. And you can see Miyamoto with a group of Cub Scouts on the show floor playing Super Mario 64. And let's see here. They have an interview with Miyamoto. So let's take a look at this. They say, hey, Mr. Super Mario Man, will there be a Yoshi in Super Mario 64? He says, a special tip for online users only. Yes, he should be in there somewhere, but if you play just like an average player, you won't find him. You'll have to keep playing hard to find Yoshi. I f- how was is, how is Yoshi in that game again? Um, you have to like go to the roof or something, right? Can All you ride right, him or only talk to him? I don't. You can't ride him, but then you can talk to him, though, right? Fuck. What does he say besides Yoshi? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he say he has a little. Uh, yeah, he has a text box. After Man, getting your 120th star in Super Mario 64, you will have the opportunity to meet Yoshi in the game on the top of Peach's castle. <laughs> Can I still punch him in the back of the head? <laughs> the donkey punch move? No. <laughs> Eat that apple. Eat that apple all the all the way, you fucker. Yeah, you take that apple and don't 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 swallow. Don't swallow. Not yet. Just fucking hold it. Just hold it. Just hold it. Yeah, just hold that apple. 
Kinky. Um, let's see. They're asking about how he got into designing games. Um, let's see here. He doesn't have a very good answer. How did how many megabits is Mario 64? They said the physical size is 64 megabits, but uh, with compression technology, more than twice that could be stored in Super Mario 64. Okay, non-answer again. How many worlds does Super Mario 64 have? They say the official number is 15, but besides that, there are next to 10 worlds or so, including Bowser. Bowser's what? a world? I don't... I don't know. Maybe he's like thinking they're like mini areas. Uh, how does Mario 64 work as a 3D game from a second person perspective? As, I, as someone who played it, I can tell you it really doesn't. You keep ju- you jump at a platform and you keep falling short or overshooting the fucking thing. Suck a dick 3D platforming. <laughs> you know that's like the norm now, right? Yeah, but nowadays, nowadays people can often, like, they will often take considerations into it, like, give you better clipping. Ah. <laughs> so he's in a When this game came out, you're just like, okay, jump off that ledge onto the, onto the little Ferris wheel. Okay. <laughs> so the, he's basically talking about how you can move the camera around, that Lakitu holds the camera for you. Uh, and then he said, the final message from Mr. Miyamoto was, go buy the Nintendo 64. Okay, so we've got screenshots of, um, uh, what's we call it? Shadows of the Empire in here. More screenshots of Mario 64. We've got pictures of people dressed up at the event. Um, we've got the guys that were in the uh, Donkey Kong uh, Unleashed um, video. The game <laughs> we testers got, are we sitting got, there. We got Shigeru Miyamoto and his friend, and they're dressed up as awkward Japanese businessmen. <laughs> Who has the worst tie? I think it's the mustard banana guy. <laughs> the, oh my god! It's the speckled even, banana. Even the camera doesn't want to take all of it. <laughs> oh, nobody wants to be part of that. But yeah, the guy, the guys below that—they're definitely from the treehouse, right? The Donkey Kong Unleashed, or. Whatever it was. Oh, man. Well, I can only see one guy, and the other guy looks like a shadow. <laughs> That's because he's black. And he's wearing black <laughs> against wearing... a black background yes. with a poorly lit camera. <laughs> Great combination, Nintendo. <laughs> Got a Stormtrooper, and then we have Earthworm Jim looking up. Uh, and then we have a lot of screenshots of people playing Cruising, yeah, to the USA. And then we have what appears to be a demo, early demo of some kind of space shooter, but they haven't uh, talked about. It says, "What's all these different faces? It looks <clears throat> like you're being surrounded by clones of uh, that alien from Destroy All Humans." Is that what that is? They say um, it looks like it, but that game came out much later. GT Interactive, new plan of game, uh, Ultra Combat. Features helicopters and tank battles. I don't know. Seeing all this black and yellow just reminds me of like crash test dummies. I don't think that's a real game. I think that's a test game. It looks like maybe they were trying to make Star Fox 64 and failed or something. And then we have a screenshot, an amazing screenshot. Again, I cannot believe they printed this Nintendo Power. Of It's a Turok 64 screenshot of a guy having a Gatling gun, Turok. Just point blank range, blowing the brains out of a velociraptor. Oh yeah, you, you see, see blood in the blood, front. 
the front and the blood in the back and the back and then also at the ass so it's it's, fo- it's followed <laughs> in three directions this is like a blood mullet and it looks Mur- like there's a person murder behind in, murder them in the front sort of starting to in the fall back. over yeah <laughs> oh goodness uh, then they talk about Super Nintendo. They've got um, uh, Donkey Country 3 with Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. in it. So they have some screenshots from that. Then you can see more Super Mario um, uh, RPG. Some puzzle games, it looks like. That looks like a... What is that game here? I don't recognize it, but it looks familiar. What games are we looking at here? I'm seeing, On page uh, 17... On the left, two left screenshots there. Page 17. Oh, yeah, we got... Uh, it looks like... Um, well, basically the prototype for every smartphone game that you see now. That's fair. Where you swap blocks. Yeah, it's Candy Crush. Yeah. Bedazzled. Mm-hmm. Bejeweled. Bejazzled. I'm, I'm looking at this Donkey Kong thing with the Diddy and in the hovercraft. Yeah. And it... <laughs> is this like Bubba Kong? That's Donkey Kong Jr. What the hell, man? He looks he looks special. He like he's like he like he's like based Diddy's, off of the original design of Donkey Kong, where they had those shaped faces. Yeah, but it looks like Dixie is like taking him out on a day pass from the group home. <laughs> yeah, he he forgot to wear his helmet. <laughs> she she's she's his guardian for the day. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't played that one. I have no idea what it's like. <laughs> Uh, we've got a uh, new Game Boy coming out. No, it's not the Game Boy Advance. It's Game Boy Pocket. It's a smaller, slightly smaller version of the the old school Game Boy. Still doesn't have a backlight. Great fucking improvement, you but suckers. it's got a black and white screen instead of the green. Now, uh, it's got sharper resolution and a matte silver finish. And it's only powered by two AAA batteries, which will last for 10 hours of gameplay. So... The last true Game Boy. No, that was Game Boy Micro after that. My bad. They've got more um, Donkey Kong Land games coming out for the Game Boy, uh, among other things. And let's see, they talk about the Virtual Boy, and they've already lowered the price. So they lower the price from 150 bucks down to 100 bucks, And they also showed off two new games, Dragon Hopper and Bound High, both of which never made it to production and let's see they've got some pictures here of people at Nintendo of America and the cyber jocks I guess they're still trying to make that a thing they have pictures of them again he said they don't sound like 98 pound weaklings (laughs) they're all driving uh, Mario Kart or uh, uh, go-karts around a track I don't know if you're if you're working at Nintendo and you're driving around on go karts, you should at least have like little uniforms on and like throwing shells at each other. Yeah, they kind of phoned it in, uh, especially because they were making they were doing it for a photo. Clearly, right? It's like well, at least like wear something that looks stands out as Nintendo ish. We can't see the small graphic on your T shirt. All right, finally on to a game here. We have the pink one is back. No, it's not your dog getting an erection. It's Kirby Superstar. <laughs> and here you can see what Kirby actually looks like with black eyes. He's got black black uh, eyes and white pupils. So they had it reversed. 
It's not a pupil. It's just the light reflecting off. Oh, of reflecting, reflecting off of it. Well, they had a reverse in the cover, whatever that it makeup is. Yeah, it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> it was an error. <laughs> I am error, Kirby. Okay, so they call this um, nine games in one. How is this nine games in one, Mike? I think it's uh, like uh, some like very small games or mini games. Oh, okay. So these are all like a bunch of mini games just sort of packed into one game pack? As we can see on this page, they're, uh, they're tiny games like either boss rushes or little party games. Or just, uh, yeah, ti- like little mini games. Hmm. Like one looks like a little Kirby RPG where you get to see like HP 64. Hmm. And uh, another ones are like little fighting games where you get to see him do like a megaton punch. Basically, it's like Mario Party with Kirby. And yourself. Yeah. Well, I guess there's a... Is it a two-player game? I don't think so. It would tell you. Yeah, it would tell you. It's just one player. Okay, so it's like a bunch of uh, little levels just packed into into one game pack. Yeah, it's kind of like WarioWare, but... Okay. With Kirby. Well, they'll get digging into more of that, I'm sure... Oh, we uh, found the name for that shitty uh, bejazzled game. It is Tetris Attack. Ah, yes. We've got Yoshi riding what appears to be a, a egg cradle. <laughs> Was that right? An, is he egg crad- an egg cradle, and it looks like he's mounting his own Yoshi. <laughs> Who does not look pleased about this at all. <laughs> Well, yeah, Yoshi's considerably bigger than him. He's flying around in like a a giant Yoshi egg that's been sort of cracked open. A sex cradle. Yes. It's it's awkward looking. But yeah, it's basically uh, like you called it, like Candy Crush or one of those mobile games. And they have a versus mode. So it really has nothing to do with Tetris at all. They're just using that licensing. And they even tell you right off the bat, no Tetrads. Yep. So they're just just ripping off the license now. It's like, hey, remember Yoshi's Cookie? Mm-hmm. Well, now it's got blocks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next game to preview is Waterworld for Game Boy. So if you liked Waterworld for Virtual Boy, you'll completely not even recognize the game for Game Boy. So it's got two modes here. You have one mode where it's a side-scrolling platformer that is a uh, not fun and impossible because I tried it. And then you also have a mode where you're uh, sailing around a bay in the water. Yeah, hey, remember your, the water uh, world boat. for the remember water world for the virtual boy where you couldn't make out anything because it all looked like one color. Yes. Well, welcome to water world where everything all looks like everything looks like shit because it's all one color. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty piss poor. Oh, Literally. look, there's a, there's, you can actually swim underneath it where there's stars you, or starfish you can collect. Remember that from the movie? <laughs> Remember when he walked along the ocean surface? <laughs> when, like he walked along the, like the ocean trench. Yes. Oh, you oh, can collect man. missiles at the bottom of the sea, too? Remember that from the movie? <laughs> oh, this <laughs> the, is... Just the big giant starfish you're collecting. It just is hilarious to look at. 
and they tried men. to make everything look all gritty and like the movie it just failed failed yeah trapped hashtag trapped trapped drinking my own urine mm. oh man you know it doesn't look like piss dragon hopper <laughs> this game look at this for a fucking insert like this mm. this looks great they've only got one color but they make they've got shading perspective this actually looks amazing Dragon Hopper. I think this is the one that was canceled, wasn't it? It may be, but I mean, I, it's it's kind of sad that it was. It looks like it's got cutscenes in it, if these inserts are to be believed. I'm trying to look, but my internet suddenly is not obeying me. But You're yeah, reading it's these got, on uh, the internet? <laughs> I'm Googling Dragon Hopper. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so it was canceled, so it never Damn got it. released. The artwork on here looks great. Yeah. We got Sorry, robbed. Buddy. Yep. And look at all these levels and maps. I mean, so it I, looks I, like I, you're you're kind of start off on top and you're jumping down to from one level to another. It would seem. Let's see here. Yeah, and we've yeah, we see we've got little cutscenes here like this this lady in the lake saying, "I am the water spirit. Thank you for helping me." And then we get to see this old Moses-looking guy saying, I'm near its spirit. I was imprisoned by a mysterious person. You know, for a Virtual Boy game, this... If the Virtual Boy came out of the gate with games that look like this, it would have legitimized it as an actual pla as an actual system. I mean, it's still a bad idea, and it would probably contribute to epilepsy, but <laughs> it's still... Like, it would have given you a reason to get this game, to get this system. So, it's basically, it's kind of like a platformer, it looks like, but it's like a top-down platformer. So, you're using this dragon, which is, it just jumps, it doesn't fly, it just jumps from, from ledge to ledge of, like, the platforms, it looks like. But you can go in different, obviously, up or down different levels. It's which an interesting cool. use of the 3D technology. Too bad it never came. And it has it has a has a, like an anime type story and illustrations to go with it. Yeah, it should have come out of the gate with something like <clears> this. That would have been great. Would have. This. I wonder if you can get like a a demo version of this. You know, just ripped from whatever prototype they had around. <laughs> it looks like it was almost done here, doesn't it? I mean, you look at the screenshots. You're like, this has to be close to finished, right? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there's some programmer who is just determined to completely waste both his time and talents mm -hmm. and decide I will be the one to complete a Virtual Boy game and restore and retrieve it from development hell. Mm -hmm. Well, there's, yeah, people are trying to find, like, just see on the message boards, people are desperate to find, like, the build of that game. <laughs> All right. So on to our next preview, or is this a review? This seems pretty comprehensive. Uh, this is Pilot Wings 64. So they have what characters the now. Fuck? What? I'm looking at Nestor on the cover. Like, we're looking at Nestor, like, white guy with red hair and, like, little two, like, spikes oh, of yeah. hair sticking out. But when we look at the bottom, his name is Lark. It's a Nintendo game, and they, don't, they don't even have Nestor. Bullshit. They couldn't have named it Nestor? Man, and these, these things look like rejects from Animal Crossing. <laughs> they named the guy Goose. Like from Top Gun. 
Yeah, and a girl named Kiwi who basically looks like Raggedy Ann version of Princess Peach. And they have... And Robin, who Robin, is just all tits. She's got the biggest tits of any any Nintendo game ever, which is amazing. Uh, we've got Ibis, who has no chin um, and just has less stick for a neck. We've got Hawk, who looks Russian, has a mustache. And then we have Lork. So yeah, we who, got... who wants to rock out with Hawk out, huh? <laughs> you can choose from these five pilots to be, each with unique personal characteristics that affect the handling of the vehicles. So you pick, you pick one of these characters, six characters, and then you pick which activity to do. So there's a hang glider, rocket belt, or a gyrocopter uh, you can use. And then it's basically floating around, looks like, three different islands. You got Crescent Island, Holiday Island, Everfrost Island, and you can just either there's sightsee or there's all kinds of little like mini games to do, like flying through hoops, of course, or landing or speed type stuff. This is the kind of thing you see in, in games nowadays where it's like, you know, if you're playing Assassin's Creed, it's like, try this timed event to jump over this many rooftops and get through the rings while you're doing it. You yeah, know. they realized that, you know, games like that <clears throat> are mini games. Yeah. Not actual games. This is this is definitely the last Pilot Wings game for a reason. Uh, I, I you know, I had a suspicion that this was created as part of a tech demo and they kind of fleshed it out into a full game, you know? <laughs> they thought we spent so much money on this shit, we got to make some of it back somehow. Right. It's like what what environments have we not used from Mario 64? Let's slap those things together, put some characters in there, and just throw some mini games on it. What and then charge oh people God. 60 bucks. And uh, if you see extras, you get to see, again, like, derpy Nestor. Like, th- like this guy's definitely Nestor. Why didn't they just steer into the skin and go, hey, remember that character you read about for all these it years is that Nestor. you love? I bet you they they did design. I bet you they did design as Nestor, and the last minute they probably made him change it for some reason. Yeah, you know all that cachet that Nestor has as a great mascot? How right. about fuck that? And his name is Lark. Yep. No, we couldn't get the rights to Nestor. What? We own the rights to Nestor. <laughs> <laughs> no, Howard Phillips. How would does. this be? This isn't canon, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then on page 33, we get to see Hawk with some barbells and <laughs> an amazing shirt that's pointing down to his uh, his own Hawk. Mm-hmm. So, lovely. Yeah, he is. The Hawk is my penis. <laughs> um, so this is the closest thing that Nintendo makes or made to a flight simulation game. They actually had it developed by... Um, Paradigm Solution Simulations Incorporated, which is like a simulation game developer. You know what's better than uh, a flight simulator? What's that? A game where you actually just fucking fly. <laughs> what does that mean? Like Wing Commander, shit like that. How about instead of pretending to fly an airplane mm-hmm. around a, uh, a shitty CGI landscape, you just be a spaceship flying around shooting things. Well, like Wing Commander, yeah. that was great. Or Deep Space. I remember Deep Space, that was a game that came out uh, for the uh, computer a while ago. A uh, Free Space. I was say, Deep Space is the one where you're, it's like all creepy sci-fi. Yeah, Free yeah. Space was the one where you get to fly around, you blast ships. It was like what? Star Fox. 
you you fly around, you approach big battle cruisers, you shoot the glowing weak mm-hmm. spots, and then it blows the fuck up, and oh, you're so happy. But those money, were great games. But Mike, money. They need to have a launch title, and this was easy to make. Okay, that's terrible. Yes, that's terrible. That's just terrible. Let's move on to Bassmaster's Classic Pro Edition. Woo! I gotta, I gotta call something out right away before we get into the, the people here. <laughs> the fact that D. Thomas looks like Don Rickles. <laughs> he has no neck. <laughs> Don Rickles, even with with even less neck than before. <laughs> If you could imagine that, Don holding necklace. up a bass, yeah. I mean, his his shirt is like eating his head alive. He's just like a turtle <laughs> poking out from this jacket. <laughs> and George Cochran looks like a raccoon. <laughs> Why? Look at him. He's oh, because like of the he's shading. Got a mask. He's got a mask yeah. on his face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is terrible. And the, okay. The other thing I wanted to point out was on page 35, they've arranged these lure, these two fish lures, so it looks like they're boning. <laughs> if you ain't fucking, you ain't fishing. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right, so they have some fake, so they have some real people in here, professional anglers. Uh, professional, I guess people that are known in, in bass fishing. And uh, then they have uh, fake people that they've made up called amateur anglers, and they've created unique arts. So they have Bob Smithers, who has a mullet and a trucker hat on. We have Ahmed <laughs> Ataloya. Ataloya? Ayatoya? Ayatoya? This guy was definitely like named after the Ayatollah, but they didn't want to get in too much trouble. He's wearing a suicide vest. And <laughs> he's bald. I'm not wrong, am I? He's wearing it a suicide vest, for God's no sake. No one else has a vest like this. It looks like it's packed with dynamite. Oh my yeah. fuck. This is Ahmed Ayatollah <laughs> with a suicide vest. Because because <laughs> Because at this company, what the, what the fuck company does Bassmasters? Are they their own brand? Uh, who does this? Black Pearl Software registered of Bass B dot A dot S dot S Incorporated. <laughs> you gotta, you telling me that Bass is an acronym for something? Bass Angler Sportsman Society. <laughs> it says right there. <laughs> so your the name Bass is in is also an acronym. That also yeah. contains bass in it. So these people decided we got to get some ethnic diversity in here. We got to show that we're not just like the sport of white swamp dwelling <laughs> rednecks. So we need a bad guy Ahmed. in here. That's what so we let's need. get. <laughs> He's like the fishing version of the Iron Sheik. Yeah, basically. <laughs> we may as well just be burning an American flag in his profile photo here. <laughs> so we've got uh, Chloe O'Reilly, who looks like she belongs on the front of a trucking magazine. Do so we got Sanders Ramirez, who uh, has a giant, you know, jaw, another trucker hat. Every one of these people is wearing a trucker hat. Uh, that's that's American, of course. Uh, we have Nick Casey, who Alice basically like, uh, <laughs> he looks like Alfred E. Newman, the kid from Mad mm-hmm. Magazine cover. Yes, yes. And then we have Earl Green, who's wearing Ooh. a bucket hat 
with a fishing lure sticking out and a Hawaiian shirt. He's got a pencil-thin mustache. He looks like Errol Flynn. <laughs> does. It's funny. Okay, and then I gotta talk about whatever the hell this is. This is a term I'm not familiar with, but it's crankbait. <laughs> oh God! What that is sounds cr- like the lady that approached me on Facebook a couple of hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't! It's a bad click. That's crankbait. <laughs> oh my! God. Click here for for fuckbook. That's crankbait. Don't do it. <laughs> Hello, I am in your air. I am in your area, and I have pussy. <laughs> I do like you have movies. Dig, do you have dick for me? <laughs> I like music. How are you? I like. I like the music. <laughs> I like the music. <laughs> yeah, apparently in Bassmaster's uh, classic pro edition, there's a term called crankbait, and oh, I'm guessing it's just bait. Uh, that you put in your lure. I don't know what crankbait has to do about. Maybe they do they feed they put crank in the fish? Like do they put crank in the bait? So it's like, you know, cocaine laced <laughs> bait that the fish just go nuts for? Is that what it is? As I can't imagine it's bait for them to go, you know, rub one out <laughs> and crank their shaft. Unless that's just a euphemism for when they actually hold their, their rod. Their fishing rod, I mean. <laughs> well, that's a circle of life. See, the fish get hot. The fish get hot and bothered. They come. Then other fish come along to eat that come, and then they in turn attract other larger fish. And those are the fish you want. And you got to use your rod to catch them, <laughs> and then you eat them. <laughs> the circle of seed. It's the circle jerk of life. Yes. <laughs> But oh my fuck, this is so hard to read. I mean, I can't I've got read it. I've got pretty decent eyesight, but what they've done is they've got like these blue oval pills with different with a gradient, gradient of color yeah. from light from extremely light blue to you know fairly medium blue, and that's as dark as it gets. And they've got white font with no black outline. So I'm looking at this, and it just says. Colored crankbait where it's best in clear water. Use it in the... <laughs> shallow waters. Using the shallows or near the shore. Yeah, but you have to squint. Like, I'm pretty sure if you make yourself read that, you have it, to feels use, like, it feels you, like you're hurting your eyes doing you it. You have to look at it at a very specific angle. And then you can yeah. kind of make out what it's saying. By the, by the shapes. Okay, so this, this is all the bait they have. So it starts out with crankbait. And then you get up to grubs. Then you have tail spinners. That's a, ooh, that's a ooh, special ooh, type ooh, of stripper, ooh, it sounds like. Oh, yay. Then you have something called uh, Jig and Pig. <laughs> God, these all sound like jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> this is a heavy lure that can draw fish from four feet away. It is uh, effective in dense weeds and grass. All right, you just go do your business over there. I'm going to go Jig and Pig, and then when I co- <laughs> and then I'll be good to go. <laughs> Then you've got worms, 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 and poppers. So that's like... <laughs> well, you get bored out in the woods. you got to get a little high. Pop. <laughs> no, these are just like little amyl nitrate capsules. Oh, okay. You just, you just, that, that's, what you, that's what you got in your hip waiter pocket. You just take oh. those out, 
Ah, now, now I feel like I'm not wasting my life as I stand around here motionless for hours in the swamp. Or is it like a bottom bump where you just pop one right up there? <laughs> pop one in the oldest posterior? <laughs> the propeller bait, that's what that one's for. <laughs> Look at that fucker, that's a suppository. <laughs> if that's not supposed to be entered into the body rectally, then I don't know what's right in this world. This thing is like a bullet bill torpedo. Yeah. And it just says it's a top water lure that draws the bass to the surface, tried in shallow water. Seriously, this thing looks like a torpedo. Like as soon as the fish bites into it, it explodes. <laughs> and then my favorite, the final one, jigging spoons. <laughs> oh my god, that kind that I don't know why, but that sounds like a racist term, it doesn't does it? It does sound racist. Yeah, you gotta get those jigging spoons over there. Oh, yeah, we gotta go down to the poor section where they're selling those jigging spoons. <laughs> now, all sugar, you can't use no regular, regular spoon. You gotta use a jigging spoon. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, this right. is... This has been the best part so far of this episode. Has been the, the bass mess. Who knew? Who knew this would be the best part? Usually the ba- the bass sections are the lamest ones. This has been the best one so far. They should have more is... of this. I need more. Oh man, this is just so good. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. So they talk about each lake you're going to be hanging out at, and they have uh, their. You have a hot lure. For every time, they show you what the hot lure is, so you can figure out how to how to lure all the fish into into your hook, hook all the fish. And they're telling you specific places of the maps where you can find fish of different weights. <coughs> so we got Pebble Lake, Eagle Lake, Lake Ronco, Ronco Kama, Ronco Kama. And City Lake. All right. Let's move on to classified information here. We've got Diddy's Conquest. Holy crocamole, Creme coins. And it's telling you how to get... Uh, da, 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 da. A get special balloons? coin. Oh. A token that's worth 75 Creme coins, which will let you go to the Lost World right away. Ah. And then Final Fantasy III, Relics and Magic Tricks. Oh, I remember reading this issue a long time ago, and it improved my game. The Vanishing Act, where you can cast Vanish, which you usually cast on yourself to make yourself harder for to hit, but you can cast it on an enemy and then follow up with a uh, an, an X-Zone, which will has a chance of uh, banishing your enemy to a faraway plane. But if they're invisible, then it looks like they've already been swallowed, so... It tricks the game into thinking, oh yeah, you just wiped out everybody. And it's, it's some, it even works on bosses. Some bosses. NHL 96, you get the bonus team and extra points. Uh, Super Empire Strikes Back, there's a debug menu with invincibility. So that's probably for debugging the game. But you can finally play through all those levels that were so difficult before. On uh, Batman Forever... It says, riddle me this, Batman, and you can play as the Riddler in the practice mode, which is kind of cool. And then uh, Flintstones, you can skip right to the credits. I don't know what the point of that is. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Because you've just had enough of staring at John Goodman. I, yeah, I guess. Or Rosie O'Donnell. Um, Mech Warrior 3050. Oh, man, I forgot this is made by Tiburon. That's funny. That's funny. Um, okay, the Madden people made it made a game other than Madden. All right, so what did Madden do? Invincibility and more mechs. So you can enter special codes to um, become invincible, and you can skip to different missions with different codes. You can get a little bit of ammo as well, and you can select playing as an enemy mech as well, which that a lot of those seem like they should just be available from the beginning of the game. Like, pick your mech that you want to play as, right? Am I wrong there? I'm busy looking at Chrono Trigger. Okay. Also, Taboran, the only thing I looked at that was the uh, the weird wireframe shark mm-hmm. for their logo. Yeah. Well, Taboran means shark in uh, Espanol. Oh, cool. You know, they had the so, key. Do you remember those ads for like the Kia Tiburon or no, not the Hyundai Tiburon? Nope. It was like when it first came out, they had the car like coming out of the water like a shark. Anyways. But yeah, Tiburon <laughs> Entertainment, um, they're known for being the developer of Madden like every year for the last like 12, 14 years. <clears throat> well, okay, for Chrono Trigger, Chrono Trigger, we got the Silver Points trick, which I discovered without having to read this. Well, la dee da. Where you bet on a race in the uh, in the Millennial Fair, you can uh, bet on a race between four runners, and mm-hmm. uh, usually it seems random, but you can kind of fudge everything by getting in front of like th- by zigging back and forth between three of them. And you will slow them down just like a quarter of a millisecond each time. But if you do it enough, you're, if, if you don't get in front of your guy, he will eventually gain the lead and can win the race and you will get silver points. Which you can use for uh, getting a, a key item later on. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, it's a, uh, it's a uh, life-size chrono doll so that you can... Uh, save his life later on in the game after he gets blown up. Ah. Which is what makes Chrono Trigger a great game because you can actually finish the game without reviving the hero and everybody else just steps up to bat and like, well, I guess I guess it's up to us to save the world. All right, so they had a, a quiz last issue and uh, well, here they have the answers now. So for Earthworm Jim 2, they say, who's the king of animals in Africa? Mike? Earthworm Jimba. What is the meaning of life? Citadel. St. Peterber- Petersburg, Florida. True. Does misery love company? No, misery is the show me state. <laughs> what kind of quiz is this? This is th- These are insane. Yeah. It's a, well, it's Earthworm Jim. What do you want? All right. Well, I expected it to be like whimsical and funny, but, you know, somewhat sensible. Uh, Madden 96 has a whole bunch of codes for playing as uh, the teams you know and love with their vintage colors and logo. So if you want to see their old school logos, uh, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> the Saints one. They're lo- the 1979 Saints, the code word is y'all. <laughs> 
And for nice. the 85 Dub Bears, it's Yabba. Mm-hmm. 1975 Cardinals is Abba. Nice. Was that supposed to be Fernando? You can dance, you can oh. die. I'm having the time of my life. Ooh, Ooh see that girl, mm-hmm. watch that, that scene. scene. Sing the dancing, dancing queen. queen. So the 68 Rams is Barley. Mm. I suppose that's a beer reference. The 78 Cowboys is Barbie. Mm-hmm. Cook it on the Barbie, I guess. <laughs> Uh, the the seventy six Vikings is brawl. I like that. The sixty two Lions Barry. <laughs> the sixty Eagles Ally. Mm-hmm. They can they ran ran off ones they could do at a certain point, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got the Code Bank, which is telling us about www.nintendo.com, which uh, tells us to listen up, web crawlers. Uh, remember when that used to be just a Spider-Man reference? Oh, man. Classified information has made the leap from the printed page to cyberspace. Cyberspace. The final frontier. You can now access tons of cool codes from the classified information code bank at Nintendo Power's homepage on the World Wide Web. The Codes Bank humongous database contains most every trick and tip ever printed in classified information and a lot more besides. Looking for a classic Legend of Zelda code? There weren't codes in Zelda. And wondering <laughs> or wondering if there are any hidden teams in the latest Super NES sports titles? The answer to your questions are only a few mouse clicks away. That's pretty cool, actually. It's a shame they probably took that down. You know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you went to Nintendo.com, you wouldn't find any classified information. Nope. Looking to find it today. That's a relic of a bygone era, my friend. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Let's, Game Facts. Uh, how much longer are we going to go through this? Let's do this until the um, Super Mario RPG section. Oh, you mean like the very next page? No, there's the we have value plays, and then it's we go through F Zero, and then. Oh, okay. Uh, I just saw RPGs showing up in that one. I'm just like, oh, I guess we're done. <laughs> all right, value plays. They're telling you about all the games they've already released that are in store still. Like and they're, they're value priced now, which they don't tell you what the prices are, but I'm guessing they're less than sixty dollars. So what have they what have they got for us, Mike? Well, you got Mega Man X, and Mega Man X has more cool options and upgrades than the '57 Chevy. What upgrades did the '57 Chevy have? Ooh, congratulations! This is a car, and if you spend an extra five five, if you spend an extra two hundred bucks, you'll get one with air conditioning in it. And we have your favorite Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Mystic oh, Quest. F- fuck you. <laughs> of this course it's on like, sale. That should be in the bargain bin, right? This is the special ed Final Fantasy. <laughs> We've got NCAA Basketball. Then we have Street Fighter 2 Turbo. And finally we have F-Zero. Oh, what's this? An extended review of F-Zero? One of the launch titles for Super Nintendo? Yeah, why not? Let's take a, take a chance to look at this. Some... Uh, what, six years later? Five years later? But it's got Mode 7 graphics, man. I know, right? So they've got some nice graphics here of, like, the tracks, actually, um, <laughs> that are done in 3D. So I love this photo. 
I love this photo of Blanca just like fucking rushing Ken. <laughs> yeah, he's like kicking him or something. That's weird. It's like he's does it's like he's running somewhere and he doesn't even know Ken's there. He just bowled poor he just bowled right past me. He's like, Me got to fuck up car. Get out way. <laughs> uh, okay. So F Zero, they tell you about the cars. Blue Falcon, Golden Fox, Wild Goose, Fire Stingray, the type of the leagues, Night King uh, Knight, Queen, King. They tell you about the Night League. And it's just, what's interesting is you would think it'd be like just harder difficulty levels of the same tracks, but no, it's just different tracks. So they tell you about each one of these tracks and uh, where the pitfalls are in them. And that's basically the entire section for F-Zero. It's really kind of bland coverage. It's just like white background with like a lot of text and these maps. Yeah. This blue falcon, is that like from, is that where the uh, the F- Captain Falcon and the Falcon Punch guy came from? Yes, that's him. Wow, it's amazing how he endured, how anything from that franchise endured. Well, they did make a star, uh, F-Zero 64. So he was around for another game after this. Man, but. there's just a lot of tracks here. Yeah, I mean, it's a good game. It's just it's like, you know... When it came out, it was just the seminal racer for, uh, you know, Super Nintendo. It is still really decent from that perspective. I think what it was missing was two-player. You couldn't play two players on it. What? A racing game for just one? Correct. You just you get to play against the AI, and that's it. Wow. Yes. It, I mean, come on. If even the Nintendo can do better than that, then you're already... You're, you're fucking up. And then uh, the other thing that it's missing is any kind of weaponry to attack other players. So they're, they addressed it already with Super Mario Kart. That was their answer to this. Was like, well, I guess they have to start somewhere. Yeah, and I think, it, you know, for a while in the early 90s, they were... Because I read about this, right? They were encouraging their developers to be creative and um, to go ahead and create new properties and, you know, they don't have to do a Mario thing, right? They can just do whatever. So they developers, did. Developers, 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 developers. Yes. So they let their teams go kind of crazy and do these kind of things. So that's where F-Zero came from. And <clears throat> I don't... They think they made a decision after this of like, okay, well, we released this, it's good, but... The feedback we got was needs two-player play and needs weapons. So we could either make F-Zero 2 or we could use Mario and stick him in a, in a cart, you know. Wouldn't, wouldn't the sequel to F-Zero be F-1? Hmm? Oh, you're so funny. So <laughs> funny. I think that's the point, right? They went backwards from F-1? They went back... Anyways... Well, they clearly did from a design perspective, anyway. <laughs> I like F Zero. It's got awesome music and it's fun to it's fun to play. It's a good racing game. It's tight. It's really good controls. Anyways, um, so they obviously at a certain point, um, Yamauchi, the guy in charge of Nintendo at the time, he was just like, "Slap Mario on everything. We need Mario everywhere. I want everyone to know about Mario. This is going to be our legacy." 
Mario, 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 Mario. Mario's king. So that's when they started slapping Mario as part of every game. Now you have Mario Tennis. Now you have Mario Golf. Now you have... Now Mario's Mario Bowling. Let's play Mario with Carmen Sandiego. Mario in Time. Mario on a CDI. Why not? (laughs) You know? Mario 64. You know, just everything. So yeah, let's that, let's let's sell the Mario likeness to a company that is famous for making screwdrivers and VCRs. <laughs> so, uh, F Zero kind of uh, suffered at the hands of of that kind of edict, but it's it's still kind of continued in some forms. I think there was a Game Boy Advanced game of it, and obviously Captain Falcon survived uh, from this franchise. So. The next section is on Super Mario RPG, and we're going to pick up with that um, on the next portion of this issue. So, Mike, tell me about what you have going on in your other podcasts that you may now plug. Well, we have revived Technobabble, which you can find on the Geek Fallout Facebook page, and as well as the Geek Fallout Productions uh, podcast feed, wherever you get podcasts it's a, a tech discussion podcast where me and rich reader talk about amazing developments in science technology hell even developments developments sometimes. developments <laughs> sorry i thought it helped there <laughs> you did and we uh basically it's two idiots talking about the works of uh, better people which, which is really totally descri- different from this podcast, is- <laughs> of course. <laughs> and it's totally different from my other podcast. Uh, the Graveyard Shift, Horror with Sheldon and Mike, where me and Sheldon talk about horror movies. Well, sometimes they're better. Sometimes we could probably do better. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun. We've got uh, skits going on. We always do uh, fake deleted scenes for our movies. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. We're uh, celebrating our one-year anniversary. It's been a solid year. Yay. 52 movies. Woohoo! Oh, that's a lot of movie watching. That's a lot of movie watching. <laughs> it is. It's been a uh, hell of a journey. That's why I couldn't do a movie podcast, is I had to watch all those damn movies. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. I'm surprised Sheldon does. Uh, anyways. Well, when, you, when you got someone like me... You, you, you make it worthwhile. You I make, see. You, you, you find the time. I see. If you're Sheldon, you do. <laughs> All the ways you phone it in on a Nintendo Power Magazine podcast. <laughs> like some others. Like, who needs prep time? I'll just read the magazine on the fly. Fuck it, we'll do it live. And Yep. Hey, we still have time, we we time to play Iron Man, Exo Man, and work for the next half. <laughs> there you go. Right? Or I, could, or I could go to bed. You could. This probably, what... Uh, let's see, one in the one thirty in the morning. It's one forty in the morning. Hey, all right, uh, all right. I'll plug my stuff. So I finally got back on the horse with recording uh, the podcast and uh, recording my own podcast as well. So if you want to check that out, I just came up with a new episode for Repeat One, and I think the website works. If you go to um, www.repeat.one, you will find it there, and it's O N E, not the number one. I mean, it is well. Number, so but it's ONE is word. the extension. Yeah, it's the top level domain. Wow, that's cool. Well, repeat1.com wasn't available, so I didn't want to pay whoever, you know, three thousand dollars to buy it. 
Wow. I wonder if I can get a website called the Graveyard Dot Shift. I don't know. You can kind of look. You can probably get dot club or dot biz. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. You can look up. Be creative. All right. Um, so, anyways, that's the best way to find us. And um, we already gave our plugs at the beginning. Any closing closing remarks there, Mike? Uh, it's good to get back on the horse. It is indeed. All right. Thanks for listening. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And now you're playing with power. Entertainment system. Now you're playing with power. <laughs>